Okay, we are live, episode 104. I've got a good one today. Matt McLean with Uncle Matt's. Jesse Nante. Nailed it. Yes. Fresh yeah. Isle, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. Awesome. Thank you, Mark. Excited uh, to be here, my friend. Me, me too. Uh, Matt, uh, I'm going to say this. Matt uh, uh, and I have connected now for maybe the last year and a half or so. Yeah. I, I have come to him with some, some, some questions. He's provided some advice. Shout out to people like Matt who've done it before and who can give a glimpse. Uh, he premises always, you know, it's just this opinion. This is what I've seen. This is what I'm looking at, blah, 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 which I like. Uh, shout out to you, Matt. I appreciate it. Hey, no worries, man. It's been fun working with you and giving you all the things that you should not do. That kind of advice, it's been great. It's kind of cathartic for me. <laughs> I like that. All right, let's talk about Uncle Matt's. I think we have to go, let's start it from the first iteration, maybe. Give a glimpse of when you founded it originally, and then we'll get into the, the uh, acquisition again. Sure. So June of 1999 is when we rolled off the line with one pulp-free orange juice item. Um, that little joke was sold in the Southeast and then it became, you know, one retailer Publix called me and said, Hey, can we put you in? I said, absolutely. And then that kind of blew up. And then before you know it, we were Whole Foods nationwide and it kind of just went and went and went. So, you know, today, I don't know, we're probably 15,000 plus doors sold nationwide and also online. So that's kind of fun. Uh, phase 1.0. So 1.0, so that people have context there, you started it in 99. We'll have to just get through it and just go to the end of it. It was acquired in what year and what did that look like? Yeah, so the summer of 2017, it was acquired by Dean Foods. Um, that was, at that time, you know, Dean was the largest publicly traded dairy, $800 billion company or $8 billion company on NASDAQ. And they had 6,000 trucks, 70 plants on the road every day. DSD milk was uh, ubiquitous. It's in every nook and cranny that you could imagine. So it was exciting for us to tag a team with them and then try to get Uncle Matt's into all those different uh, places. Uh, the, the milk side, if, if somebody was looking at it, oh, yeah, that's a milk acquirer. That's, that's interesting. The, the thing that had so much synergy, of course, is the truck part, right? And, and the right. distribution point. It's like, yes, they, they were selling milk, which is completely different, but it's refrigerated and it had distribution that is kind of unmatched, right? And then the process of distribution. So meaning you had the truck line. So it, it kind of does make sense. Uh, I'm assuming that's what you were looking at when that was happening. Yeah, it was a no brainer for us to plug into their whole network and system. And that was exciting. Uh, we got into you know a bunch of stores and chains from a DSD network that we had never had access to before. And for me, part of our mission was really just to make organic available to anybody and everybody. It didn't matter where the community was or what the channel was. And, you know, as well as I do, it's hard to get in a food service, convenience, you know, that, that angle is really tough and milk is deep, deep entrenched in those places. So that was fun. It was a, interesting to see inside of an $8 billion public company coming out of a small mom and pop operation that I founded. You know, watching HR videos hour after hour was a little different for me than what I thought I would uh, do, but it was all in fun and I learned a lot. And they were, they were really great people. They treated us like family. Um, and I'm still good friends with most of the people uh, that I interacted with out there. I still talk to them or see them or, you know, plug in once a month. 
I bet that that's going to be a show on its own. I, I want to do the first from start to, to acquisition. We'll do a separate show for this one. I'm going to fast forward now. It's what year when you are sort of reintroduced to the idea of acquiring the brand back. So 2019, kind of the summer of 2019, they had just had a, a change. The CEO, the you know, Dean had a lot of issues with milk and pivoting uh, the Walmart started their own uh, plant. And so it started a lot of issues with Dean. And from there, you know, they, they couldn't close plants fast enough and they got rid of the CEO, the CEO that was there uh, when they bought us, Ralph, and he was a super nice guy. I answered directly to him for quite some time of, uh, of my tenure there. And then what happened was the new CEO came in and the first couple of weeks I talked to him, he said, hey, have you, have you ever thought about buying your company back? We're looking at, you know, lightening the load here and getting some assets uh, off the table that aren't quite our same strategic fit of where we're going to go. And so I was like, geez, actually, I, I didn't think about that when I sold it. You know, I had a three year employment agreement. I was about two years in and I was kind of planning what was my next step in life. Uh, on the third year coming up and I felt that we had laid pretty good groundwork with Dean and then started thinking about it. And at that time said, Hey, I haven't uh, really put a value to it. What are you guys thinking? Uh, and so it, it took us a while and we went back and forth and never really agreed to what we, <laughs> what they thought it was worth and what I was willing to spend <laughs> to acquire it back. Uh, and then they wound up filing bankruptcy uh, that fall. So in November, of 2019 they filed bankruptcy and then it went to a whole nother level of acceleration on um you know getting together a bid what does that look like uh what am i going to bid who's going to bid with me is it going to be all my money am i going to bring outside friends and family in so that was a, a wild uh, fast-paced um, endeavor and then coronavirus hit and then q1 early q1 of 2020 and we're right in the middle of the process of raising money, putting the deal together and getting ready to bid, traditionally bid, you know, you could start low and then ramp it all the way up. <clears throat> well, the, the bankruptcy judge said, hey, you know what? We need to make this best and final bid. Uh, we don't need to go through this process. We don't need to prolong it anymore. The market's rapidly changing. Uh, you know, investors and companies were fleeing, right? Like, hey, we don't, we don't want to invest in anything. And I was kind of looking around like, am I the only guy standing here? <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only dumb guy in the room that's willing to buy something right now? <laughs> uh, but it, it worked out. It worked I, out. I, I have one comment on that, though. In in light of everything, right, and and knowing what we know now, it's let's say it is February. It's March, March, April, right? And you're sitting in the thick of it. I only think of one thing when I'm thinking of orange juice, right? Which is immunity. Um, yeah. I don't want to go far on this on this word because I kind of do chuckle to myself nowadays. Brands don't take me literal. Yeah, maybe you should. Um, I see the word everywhere, and you All know right. I'm into health and wellness. Like I'm just down to drink some water and you know and exercise. Right. Right. But but when I do think of orange juice, the purest of immunity, what the true term to it, right? You don't even really need to throw it on there. And I know you have other iterations that have come post this, but I think it's a great opportunity. Uh, again, nobody knew what we were looking at, right? right. We thought this was going to be done in 90 days or whatever it may be. So um, I, I almost need to move it forward, though. It's now, now you've acquired it. So you right. got the bid, right? You've acquired it. 
do you you have the team assembled already because i'm assuming they're still on board under dean and the like right so now you kind of bring them back under your own payroll and right and and the like how do you do so yeah please let me stop you there so that it, it actually um, most of our operations and finance had moved out to uh, dean in dallas so i had a small core network still left here in claremont kind of marketing a uh, little bit of the sales but we had to rehire most of my staff most mm. all of my staff we had to rehire in 30 to 60 days uh, which is kind of fun like wow this is what a startup felt like back in 99 <laughs> and we're in a pandemic yeah um, and we don't know if we're gonna get paid because we're a whole new company and it's a new items and the so there was a lot of fun around that piece but i did i got to bring back my old sales guy i had a couple um existing people that stayed with me, which was great. And then we rehired, you know, director of ops and director of finance, uh, more marketing people just go down the list. So a lot of ops. So that was fun. Um, redoing that piece in a, a 60 day window, 60 to 90 day window. What what did the business look like then as far as you, you sit or you have a you sort of an onboarding, you know, onboarding, you know, conversation, right? There's meetings about, well, this is our plan. Could you you have to recreate and, and sort of reiterate the vision again, because all of a sudden it's under this big, big, you know, big umbrella and it does lose. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It does lose that secret sauce. I talk about it often with with I want it's, it's such an extension of me. I can't not say it. Right. It's just it wouldn't right. wouldn't make sense that the secret sauce is in the founder. Right. Uh, the, when it's real, there's a true story like you originally had said you wanted to get more organic in the hands of consumers and there has to be somebody who's really behind it um how, what were those first conversations and, and how did you deploy that vision yeah so for us um because my wife and i never left the company uh we were part of the employment agreement so we did we did keep the secret sauce it just was a lot slower pouring the secret sauce out to get to the market with new products and innovation so it was you know we weren't quite as nimble uh, but we at least still did have the passion and Dean did nothing to stop me from organic and passion and trying to water down the product or anything like that. They, if anything, they were trying to, you know, make it even more premium, which was great. But when we came back, uh, it really was laying out our mission and vision like, hey, this is us. We're organic pioneers really committed to this and changing the way uh, people farm uh, and educating them about the benefits of an organic lifestyle. And so it was it was great uh, second round because a lot of people bought into that mission and they wanted to be part of something growing and fun. The unknown was we were losing the access to those 6,000 trucks every day. So we lost some accounts. I mean, there was probably 10 or 15% of our overall business uh, that we felt you know, could we possibly could lose. And we lost some of that and then the, we gained a lot more accounts as well. So it's, you know, it was a plus and minus. And yeah, there was a good amount of unknowns, but we really, we knew the business well and we knew our customer pretty well. So we just pivoted with, with a new staff um, and that were really excited and uh, professional and ready to go get it. Walk us through, let's let's kind of get in the middle of 2020 so we can fast forward, maybe 2020, uh, Q3 or Q4 2020. Mm -hmm. you, you've now, because um, I've seen it, I, I've watched, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. You have done some innovation in the space. Give us two parts to this question as far as an answer. Um, what are some key innovations that you got going? Was mm -hmm. it on the back of, of COVID or did you just really want to spearhead some innovation to, to bring the brand to light? 
um, and give us sort of key accounts that you lean into and, mm-hmm. and how is it that you do compete with, I, I'm just going to name drop, like a Tropicana, which by the way, I thought was weird. I think you recently, there was a, I, I could be, it, they got acquired, which I thought was out yeah. of the blue. Uh, anyway, that's Pepsi, just a side note. Pepsi uh, sold them. Pepsi sold to a private equity group. I thought it was odd. I, I, I thought Tropicana was, you know, again, like, so so give us those two points because everybody always often likes to say, oh, it's such a competitive space. You know, right. I, if everybody's in a competitive right. space, it doesn't matter what you're selling. So g- give us those two points. Well, so, you know, let's see. <laughs> uh, Q3, Q4 of 2020, when we bought it in May, we closed in, in May of 2020. First off, the, the first 90 days was, all right, hire people, hire staff, get them on the payroll, um, and then also try and get paid. We left some money. We, we raised some extra money above and beyond the bid because we knew, you know, you're basically starting. You couldn't keep it was an asset uh, purchase, so we couldn't keep the same name, Uncle Matt's Organic. We needed to form Harmony Inc. And so with that comes, you know, all new company setup. And then you had to have new item numbers and new all that. And so for doing UNFI, public square, you had to redo all of that. And in the interim, you know, we didn't want to stop shipping. So you just keep shipping the product. The POs are coming in, you keep shipping the product. And it takes them forever to get you set up in a system. You think, oh, you know, it's just paperwork. I mean, we were 60, 90, 120 days before they were acknowledging that the PO existed and that they were going to pay us. And so you were like, well, okay, so this may take a little longer. So you had a little nervousness in the beginning because you were starting this company that was at a this run rate already, and we were going through our cash until we finally got paid. So we got that worked out. And then it was, okay, now we've got a, a pivot to the, the main key customers that were coming off of Dean Foods and their trucks because we had like a 60 to 90 day agreement with them to transition off of their uh, distribution network. So we had to really pivot hard on that and you know work closely with those customers to say okay well how do you want us to distribute it to you we either pick one of their key distributors or if we could go direct into their warehouse fantastic we'll do either or so we really pivoted hard on that to keep as many customers as we could um and then kind of you know lastly was all right now you need to uh, think about innovation you know what are we going to do different and as soon as we bought the company back we had already started pivoting on immunity i hate to say the word but you know orange juice started the original superfruit it had lots of vitamin c and natural benefits great everybody should drink eight ounces a day it's not a sugar bomb it's not a pepsi or coke uh this thing's actually healthy for you but we wanted to kind of do orange juice plus and really focus on the immune piece and so what would have taken us probably at least eight months or more and dean took us four months from start to finish because we knew exactly what we wanted uh, and we were quick and nimble and we, you know, added elderberry juice. We boosted the C to 300% with acerola. Uh, we went to add uh, zinc and D. So you basically had boosted C, zinc and D uh, with elderberry and probiotics. And it's became a great, it's a wonderful skew for us called Ultimate Immune. It's dark purple. And if I was good at sales, I would have a bottle of it right here. But, you know, I'm not, I guess, the head sales guy. So... <laughs> I, I talk about it often. Um, I drink uh, a glass, I'd say about three quarters of a glass of orange juice uh, every day post-workout. So it's a separate Perfect. show. I talk about the sugars that come from uh, an orange juice versus a sugar that comes from a donut. Um, it, it, it's all when you're taking it, what you're taking it, why you're taking it, what the, where where it's originating from and what it does to your body. Whole other show. Uh, no, but can, it's a very important show. So it's two-part fructose. <laughs> 
one part glucose, one part sucrose. So it breaks down in the body and it's flooded with, you know, vitamin B, antioxidants, hesperidin, orangin, all those good things. So it is, it's actually really good as a recovery drink. You're right. Well done, sir. Well done. Yes. Um, I got excited about that. Um, I got to fast forward. Because we, the last part was competing with Pepsi. All right. Um, so how well, do you compete well, with the big guys? The big guys. It's just what what are you doing? Yeah, give it to us because everybody wants to know, like, how are they going to do it? Just give us sort of like a 30-second elevator on what, what it is that you're doing. Yeah. So we have a premium customer. Uh, it's the, the customer that's organic and natural food. Um, and that's where we really were in that lane. We're, we're gaining more customers that are concerned about their overall health and wellness. Uh, organic is one part of it, but it's really the number one thing for us that people say why we keep buying it is taste. So we want to be consistently great tasting with every single bottle of whatever juice that you open from Uncle Matt's. And so from start to finish, from every employee, from the person that you walk in at the front of the, the office to the back, it is how do you be consistently great at your job to help Uncle Matt's every day serve that customer so when they open that bottle, it's consistently great. So that's kind of my mantra. I love that. Uh, I love that. Let, let's close this out with Uncle Matt's. I saw you guys did a rebrand. A re I think your wife had helped or uh, spearheaded that. Bravo there. Um, I, I, I like it a lot. Um, Thank you. Give us a, uh, give us the 12 months. Like I like to do sort of, it's August 21. Where would you like to see Uncle Matt's in August 22? What does the brand look like? So first off, I just got to congrats to my wife because it's her creative mind. And I got super lucky to marry her. I married my designer, my graphic designer. So that literally is a design. She came up with it and hire an agency. She's the person. Um, and so that's great. She, she could pivot like that, but 2022, August, 2022, continue to increase our velocity in existing doors, right? So we want to continue to grow, uh, the turns, uh, and that's through a lot of, you know, trial promotion, things we're doing digitally, et cetera. And then also, you know, expand doors and, and expand channels. We, we've got a lot of room for growth, huge blue ocean, food service, convenience club, uh, in addition to where we're at right now in retail, we're about 40 plus percent ACV and just mass grocery, uh, which is good. But that's, you know, one item, pulp-free orange juice. We need to expand. We have no sugar lemonades. We have ultimate immune. We have ultimate defense. We have single serve. So, you know, I have plenty of work to do and I can talk about work all day long. I love what I do. It's my passion. Well done. I like it, Matt. Um, and we're, we'll do a follow-up because there's uh, those other things I do want to dive into that I think are such a value add to, to people. Even that early part, I, I think people love those stories and they want the details within it. Um, and I also, and, and I, I say this kind of, and I've said this to you, people don't recognize the acquisition a brand actually being acquired. And I'm not just talking about like PE stuff. I'm talking about actually acquired. There's not that many. Sorry, I mean, I'm just keeping it, you know, as the kids say, 100 uh, to get there is is very difficult. And when someone does, you're like, I love that, you know, and there's parts of the story that people should just hear about and learn about. And, and, and anyway. good stuff, Matt. Uh, Uncle Matt's, I put the info there. Uh, big fan. Uh, Jesse, here we go, my friend. We've got Fresh Isle. Give it to us, the story about Fresh Isle. What is it all about? Uh, uh, thank you. One, so you, you let off saying uh, and thanking uh, Matt for the time that he's given you. And 
you know, kudos to you for paying it forward because significantly a lot of times on LinkedIn, uh, you're posting about your experiences, you're, you're sharing and encouraging people to post about their businesses and interact and uh, certainly uh, shows like this uh, in, in helping others market their businesses. So thank you, bravo. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, Fresh Isle Foods, uh, born out of, out of uh, necessity in a pandemic and uh, that I realized I didn't want one another job to work with somebody, uh, I thought that maybe having six jobs would be more fun. Uh, so I started Fresh Isle as my agency and really uh, we are sales and business development uh, catering for fresh food brands, uh, marketing to the grocery retail perishable perimeter. Uh, not to say that that's the only uh, sales channel, but uh, it's primary. So uh, my background uh, covers uh, produce, covers deli, covers meat, which is rather unique from a sales uh, career typically you, you end up uh, stuck in, in one or the other and and one led to another for me and I realized that I had a rather unique experience and because I had relationships across the the, the perimeter there uh, that I could leverage that and bring some companies together that they could build off of each other and and utilize the relationships that I had but also the experience that I had so it's not really traditional brokerage uh, I'm not just out to sell your widgets uh, it's typically me partnering with ownership directly and fractional sales leadership and in a way, uh, but it, it's just, it's, do we have the right sales collateral? Uh, is the go-to-market strategy even defined? Do you know who you want your customers to be? And does that make sense for your brand? Uh, are there, is there existing customers that, that are maybe uh, under catered to and we can grow that business? So all the, the nuances that come along with that, but really I, I don't want to be just somebody that's out selling uh, it's not as exciting for me. Certainly, that's a great part of it, and, it's, and it is exciting to get those wins and build the business and managing it ongoing and growing. But uh, I want to help uh, my, my clients and, and partners grow their business in a meaningful way beyond that. And, and that tends to get into things like product development and commercialization. In some instances, uh, identifying new co-packer relationships, researching and, and selecting the right folks to work with, or, or just managing their cold chain more effectively. Uh, so to, to that end, I've got some great brand partners that have some really unique products that are, that are new to the marketplace in a lot of instances. So it, it's, it's an uphill climb, but very rewarding in a sense from there. And, you know, un, unlike Matt, I am the sales guy. So, you know, I've got my, my stuff <laughs> here. So, you know, go out and buy some, you're some hired farmer and company <laughs> salads and pot of herbs, get yourself some Bubby sauce. You're going to need some skinny souping, refrigerated soup. Don't forget about Big Forks beef jerky here or their bacon sausage, perhaps, uh, or even gourmet culinary products, Fabio award-winning cauliflower au gratin, which tastes fantastic. I don't mind a little pitch here and there. That helps That helps at the end. Um, I like that you're in a category. I broker, uh, everybody has a you know comment about brokers, and I get questions about it a lot. I'm sure Matt does, too, and what works, what doesn't, who's, who's out there, and the like. Um, and just like in anything, right, there's good stories, bad stories and, and everything. But I like that you're in a category. I think that's helpful, uh, too, that you're kind of focused on one thing instead of many, because it's so it wouldn't matter really what it is that you're selling. It would be like a brand selling so many. Once you go really, really wide, it's harder to have some focus. So I like it. Uh, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best. Uh, Fresh Isle, Jesse's info, Matt's info for Uncle Matt's. Check it out. Fellas, I appreciate it. You have a healthy and happy week. Thank you, Mark. Keep doing.